Hey y'all, thanks for joining us for another episode of Travel and Trivia, a podcast for the curious traveler eager to embark on their next adventure. If you're new to the show and enjoy testing your knowledge, head on back to our first two episodes that covered Utah's Mighty Five and the Grand Canyon. On today's episode, I'm joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Chloe. Buckle up as we take you on an audio adventure through the great state of Kentucky. If you tuned in to last week's episode, you may remember I referred to Kentucky as a commonwealth. So what's the difference? I hate to burst the bubble of any proud commonwealth citizens, but the distinction between a state and a commonwealth is the name alone. Today, there are four recognized commonwealths in the United States. Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Kentucky, however, is the only one not part of the original 13 colonies. My apologies for the rambling history lesson. Back to the show. The round will consist of 10 questions varying in difficulty level and one bonus question. Stick around for the seventh question stretch for story time and some happily married couple banter. A reminder, there will be just over 30 seconds to answer each question, so if you're impatient like me, feel free to skip ahead. In an attempt to please the masses and increase the fun, we have now implemented the Chloe Hardness Test. Prior to recording, Chloe must play the 11-question round, and if she gets more than four right, the episode is a go. Find out how Chloe fared at the end of this episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Question 1. While it doesn't even crack the top 10 in terms of population size, the capital of Kentucky may be home to the most buffalo, if you can trace them. What is the name of Kentucky's capital city? And the answer is Frankfurt. Since 1792, Frankfurt has served as the state capital and seat of Franklin County. Originally, I had assumed Frankfurt borrowed a name drawn from European heritage, like so many other cities and towns throughout America. However, the story of how Frankfurt earned its name is much more interesting. During an Indian skirmish in 1780, the frontiersman Stephen Frank was killed at a local ford or a shallow place to cross the river. The combination stuck and Frank's Ford molded into Frank Fort over the decades that followed. Question two. There is definitely no shortage of water in Kentucky. Just have a look at that bluegrass. And not to mention the limestone waters that make Kentucky the heart of bourbon country. There are 45 major lakes in the state. How many of those lakes are natural?
And the answer is three. Although there are 45 major lakes in Kentucky, including reservoirs, with 29 dams, 50 feet tall or higher, only three of them are natural. I guess land of three lakes wasn't impressive enough to make the state license plate. Question three. True or false? There are twice as many bourbon barrels aging in distillery warehouses throughout Kentucky than there are people residing in the Commonwealth. And the answer is true. According to the 2020 census, Kentucky's population is just over 4.5 million. In comparison, there are currently 10 million barrels of bourbon aging. That's a whole lot of whiskey. Question four. While some locals embrace it, others despise it. Like it or not, the term hillbilly is synonymous with the state of Kentucky. As a celebration of heritage and culture, a Hillbilly Days Festival is held every year. Which eastern Kentucky city is home to the Hillbilly Days Festival? And the answer is Pogville. Hillbilly Days started as a hillbilly parade in 1976 put on by Shriners to benefit the Shriners Hospital for Children in Lexington. Over the years, the parade grew into a three-day event. Now more than 100,000 people come to this small Kentucky city to take part in the festivities and celebrate the cultural heritage of Appalachia. Question 5. Which Kentucky city is home to the largest municipal urban forest in the United States? And the answer is Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky is home to the Jefferson Memorial Forest, a 6,500-acre tract of public land just 15 miles south of downtown. From picnic lunches to backpacking adventures, this forest offers endless outdoor activities for all to enjoy. Question 6. Often referred to as the Niagara of the South, Kentucky is home to a waterfall 68 feet wide and 125 feet tall. What is the name of this waterfall?
And the answer is Cumberland Falls. Located within Cumberland Falls State Resort Park in southeastern Kentucky, these falls are truly a breathtaking sight. If the sheer size isn't enough to pique your interest, maybe a moonbow will. During a full moon, the mist of the falls creates this rare phenomenon. So rare, in fact, that this place is one of only two known locations of naturally occurring moonbows in the entire world. Welcome to the seventh question stretch, the most anticipated and hopefully most listened to part of this podcast. Today, I am joined by a local, well, transplant Kentuckian, Chloe, as well as our Labrador Retriever, Boone. Take it away, Chloe. Come on, pizzazz it up. <laughs> Holy smokes, how am I supposed to match that energy? <laughs> anyway. Maybe getting closer to the mic instead of your classic little, hi, I'm clear, hi, I'm over here, hi, I'm close, hi, I'm far away, hi. Your mouth. Anyway, so Boone got to spend the first couple months of his life down in Pikeville with me while I was finishing up school. I would highly recommend Hillbilly Days. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent transition. Whatever. Anyway, I would highly recommend Hillbilly Days. It's one thing that a lot of people in the area look forward to. There's a bunch of vendors that line the streets. The whole downtown area shuts down and the amount of food and options there are are unreal. And a parade. And the parade. Yeah, I actually got to watch that from the optometry school on the sixth floor. So I had a pretty sweet view. So if you're looking for an opportunity to wear your overalls and not really get judged whatsoever, head on down to Pockville. <laughs> <laughs> There's been an interesting turn of events in the podcast studio. I looked over and noticed Chloe is wearing her y'all shirt. So was that on purpose, Chloe? Was that inspiration for today's episode? No, it wasn't planned, but I like it. <laughs> Actually, I packed that. <laughs> did. I didn't plan it either. Moving on. After my time in Pikeville was over, I got the opportunity to move to Lexington and Seth was able to move down with me for a little bit too. <laughs> and we got to bring the dogs. So that was awesome. It was actually our first time in living together full-time as a married couple. Many of you probably don't know this, other than the people that we know that listen to this, but we've been together for going on 13 years and married for going on two. Yeah, so most of that has been long distance, which is unfortunate, but we made it work and now we're definitely living together full-time, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We knew that our time in Lexington was finite, but we made it a... (laughs) You don't like the finite point? (laughs) We made it a point to uh, do as much as we could while we were there. So today, we thought it would be a good idea to share with you some of the recommendations for things to do in Lexington, Kentucky. Number one, head over to Keeneland for the horse racing in the spring and the fall. Number two, take Old Frankfurt Pike past the Secretariat statue and visit Wallace Station Deli and Bakery, some of the finest sandwiches you will find in the region. Number three, spend the day over at the distillery district. There's a wide variety of things to do with uh, restaurants and distilleries. In an arcade bar. Number four, visit the Kroger bakery section. (laughs) You spent way too much time. (laughs) It was walking distance. But in all seriousness and still on the topic of food, some of our favorite restaurants can be found in the Chevy Chase district. These include the Sage Rabbit, Bear and the Butcher, Bourbon and Toulouse, and Joella's Hot Chicken. And number five, there's a bunch of different hiking opportunities in the area as well. One of my favorites was Raven Run Sanctuary, and then a little bit south of Lexington and Berea, there's the Pinnacles. 
And if you needed a reason to drive down to Berea, there's now a Bucky's in Richmond. Brisket on the board. <laughs> that part was actually kind of creepy. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's our show. So if you're planning on spending some time in Kentucky and you're looking for more information about any of our recommendations, feel free to reach out on our Instagram through DMs or you can fill out the contact form on our website. And now. Back to the trivia. That's what I'm talking about, Chloe. You killed it. Question seven. What is the name of the unique geologic area that was nearly turned into a man-made reservoir during the 1960s for the purpose of flood control? Answer is the Red River Gorge. In 1967, concerned citizens rallied together with the help of the Sierra Club and set out on a protest hike. This hike would showcase the importance and beauty of this unique place. Red River Gorge geologic area houses a plethora of natural wonders, including natural rock features, arches, and cliffs. It is also home to several endangered species now protected thanks to the gorgeous designation as a national natural landmark. Question 8. What is the name of the only national park in Kentucky? And the answer is Mammoth Cave. Mammoth Cave is the longest known cave system in the world. The cave is rich in human history as well as diverse plant and animal life. This rich history attributed to Mammoth Cave being recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site and International Biosphere Reserve. While Mammoth Cave is the only recognized national park in the state, Kentucky also boasts two national historic parks, two national monuments, two national historic trails, one national battlefield, and one national river. Question 9. What Kentucky city is home to the childhood residence of the 16th First Lady of the United States? And the answer is Lexington, Kentucky. Mary Todd Lincoln was the daughter of a well-to-do Lexington native, Robert Smith Todd. Today, 
you can tour the Mary Todd Lincoln House located at 578 West Main Street, directly adjacent to Central Bank Center and Rupp Arena. Go Cats! Question 10. Rather than the traditional square agricultural fields you may expect to see throughout much of its Midwestern neighbors, Central and Western Kentucky appear to be divided almost haphazardly by miles and miles of horse fence or rail. These vast open pastures support one of the largest industries in Kentucky, the equine industry. Simply put, Kentucky is known for breeding, rearing, and racing some of the finest racehorses in the world. As a celebration of the history and continued tradition of the sport, the Kentucky Derby is held each year at what horse racing complex? And the answer is Churchill Downs. Opened in 1875, Churchill Downs became home of the Kentucky Derby, the longest-running sporting event in American history, affectionately called the most exciting two minutes in sports. If you would like to see this sporting spectacle for yourself, head to Louisville the first Saturday in May. Be sure to bring an extravagant derby hat. In the event of a tie, or if you're looking to earn a little extra credit, Here's today's bonus question. In question 10, we learned that the Kentucky Derby is held each year at Churchill Downs. In horse racing, the Kentucky Derby is one leg of the famed Triple Crown. Since Secretariat won it all in 1973, four other horses have won the Triple Crown. Name one of them. And the answers are Seattle Slough, 1977, Affirmed, 1978, American Pharaoh, 2015, and Justify in 2018. So how did Chloe fare on this week's trivia? I'm sure you all are dying to know. First, let me preface this by saying she has the unfair advantage of having resided in Kentucky for four years. Chloe scored an impressive 8 out of 10, but missed the bonus. Way to go, Chloe. Alright folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of Travel and Trivia. I hope you enjoyed testing your knowledge, and maybe even pick some up along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave us a review. That would be much appreciated. If you would like to dig deeper into the topics discussed in today's episode, Check the references linked in the show notes. If you haven't already, follow and share with your traveling friends. Now, we've traveled far and we've traveled wide. I think it might just be time to show some love for the home state.
Next week's trivia will be focused on the self-proclaimed water winter wonderland and great state of Michigan. As always, we at Travel Down Wander wish you well on your next adventure. You'll only ever regret the trips you don't take. <laughs>